Hi, this is Donna Otto, and we are talking about preparing for Easter. I got an email recently from someone who said, I wish you lived next door. I can't tell you how many times in my life of meeting with women and speaking at retreats and writing books and answering letters and emails, speaking to audiences weekly here in Arizona, that someone has said something like that, or I have looked at a young woman and thought, would I love to live next door to her? We could share a clothesline. We could, we could, we could. But you know, in God's providence, I'm in Arizona, I'm not sure where you live, but these podcasts in my heart are about trying to be the lady who lives down the street. I am broad in what I know. I always think I'm very shallow, but broad. I know a little bit about a lot of things. And so I might be the lady down the streets who came to say, what about this recipe? Or what do you think about my children? And he just threw another temper tantrum. Or my husband has been working too much. And so we talk about all of these things. But we are taking the next days to concentrate on the highest, most important part of those of us who have said yes to Jesus, the following of Christ. What does the following of Christ mean? And why do we want to take some days to prepare our hearts for an event that changed all of history? And I, I'm always a bit amused at how often we come back to Good Friday, especially people who say, I don't believe in God, that's your business and church and state and separation thereof. But that moment in time that intersection in life, that history, H-I-S, his story, S-T-O-R-Y, changed all of our lives. And for those of us who have said yes to Christ, and we'll talk about that in the days ahead, having an opportunity if you've never said yes to Christ, um, know that Good Friday and the following day of absolute silence and stillness. I want to talk about that stillness and waiting and silence and what that does for our hearts and the resurrection. Resurrection, when everybody puts a hat on, or at least they used to, they're certainly still buying new dresses and the Easter Bunny is showing up at the clubhouse and we're hiding eggs and eating an abundance of candy and I have two grandchildren who love hiding eggs. I'm going to talk about hiding eggs. I'm going to talk about the Easter Bunny in the days ahead. But I want to keep coming back to this focus of preparation. The key word to any intentional change in your life is preparation. So if you've been scratching your head the last six weeks and looking at the visa bill and realizing what you spent at Christmas and how that was just about the birth of Christ, and you want to make a little alteration to your lifestyle and spend a little more time, and nobody's going to sell you anything at Easter except probably a new dress and a ham. <laughs> I want to encourage us to do this. A listener asked the question, as we were talking about last week, the 40 days of temptation found in the Gospels, and especially the Luke passage Luke chapter 1, or chapter 4, I should say, verses 1 through 13, where it describes Jesus having gone off into the wilderness, having fasted for 40 days, and being tempted by the enemy. 
the devil, the Bible calls him. How does that fit into this whole story? Well, I want to stop for a minute and say the whole story of the crucifixion and resurrection and the 40 days of temptation have a lot to do with Old Testament Passover time. Because it is at the Passover time when the Jews came together that Jesus comes back into Jerusalem. We call that Palm Sunday. There was the waving of the palms and the donkey carrying Jesus over Bethany, which is a little hill and looks down into Jerusalem. If you've been there, if you've been there, you can see that picture. And Jesus is coming down this winding road. The winding road is still there on his donkey. And he looks into the city and he knows with the sadness of his heart about what's to happen. Some churches call that Holy Week or Passion Week. I always call it the Week of Weeks. And you're going to have some delicious resources for the Week of Weeks, something you can do every day, a basket you can prepare, a whole raft of things that will help you if you do nothing else this year but get ready in that week. Okay, so when does that fit into it? Well, that week of weeks, Jesus is coming back in and he wants his disciples to prepare a place for the Passover. Remember that scene where we read about the disciples gathering in an upper room and Jesus breaking the bread and serving the wine and washing their feet and Peter, impulsive Peter, saying, no, 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 you cannot wash my feet. And Jesus says to him, if I don't wash your feet, then I, you are not one of me. And, Jesus, and Peter says, well, wash everything. <laughs> you know, give, here's my hair. Wash it too, Jesus. And that Passover meal that they have together, and Jesus describes again. I'm always struck with the fact that those people traveled with him, but they didn't know. They didn't understand. How could they have? We have the whole Bible the whole written word to tell us the whole story to link together Old Testament prophecies that were fulfilled in the New Testament and we don't know and we don't believe and we don't follow and I look at the disciples and they had no no context you know nothing to put together but that that Passover time the 40 days happens before the Passover time he has gone out into the wilderness he has fasted and prepared himself. What is he really preparing himself for? He's preparing himself for the week, the most horrific events. You are familiar with the time when he is in the garden, and he says, Lord, if there's any possible way, let this pass, and I, and I won't have to go through it. So prior to Passover. And then a uh, listener asked, what did I mean about a paper chain? Well, I recommend that you um, do some activities with your family to help them. Mamas, this is a great way to prepare your little children's heart. Put out some decorations around the house. I begin to put out some things. And next week I'm going to tell you a couple of things that we do, but I begin to put out a few things here and a few things there building up to the week of weeks, which we'll, again, we'll talk about later. But in the beginning, you might start with a candle, just buy a tall candle and count down the days, burning a little, like we do at Advent in preparation for the birthday or Santa Claus. 
And then you might make a paper chain, which would be taking 47 small pieces of paper, stapling it together, and draping it somewhere. Maybe you're draping it around the center of your table. You have a big family. Um, there are six or eight of you around the table every night. And just make it a centerpiece. And then keep breaking the chain until we're down to one day, two days, five days. Um, it's a great visual for small children. Um, for our family and for our grandchildren, for the families we've done this with before, the smaller they are, the better it is because they want to fight to blow out the candle. They want to pull the chain. And as I said, we'll talk about this cross next week. So we've had some activities. We've had some passages. Remember that we are preparing the way for the Lord and understanding his crucifixion. Our key word is preparation, and we're preparing ourselves by these lessons and the passages ahead of us. Few of us can put aside 40 days or 47 days as a time of full retreat. I don't know anybody in my life who could do that. I don't, wouldn't feel comfortable in leaving my husband for 47 days. But I do feel comfortable in taking a small part of each of my days. Uh, the tradition is often to give up something and as Christ fasted to fast something, and in doing that, every time we long for the sugar in our coffee, or the year I gave up coffee, it's still a landmark day. And those of you who know and love me, you know that I love coffee in the morning. And I gave up coffee for this 47 days, and every morning I thought much more about the sacrifices of Christ, the sacrifices that he made for me. And I was doing this puny thing that I thought was gargantuan. And we were in San Francisco that year. And on the morning of Easter, we went down to the coffee shop. I've never tasted anything that tasted quite that good. And I think that's what God means for us when he talks about preparing the way for who he is in our heart, the cleansing of our heart, the reminders of who he is, and the anticipation of great joy on Easter morning. Great joy on Easter morning. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for traveling this preparation for Easter. Thanks for being a part of Homemakers. For those of you who send us donations every month, thank you so much. We are grateful. We need the resources to continue the work. A uh, reminder that there are free resources. Go to our website for that. And I look forward to being with you tomorrow as we talk a bit more uh, about this journey toward Easter. Remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it a very uncommon day.